Shalom Ubracha, we're up to my cotton daf Yudal at a brand new parak. Today's daf talks about getting haircuts on Chalamoid. What happens, uh, what type of trips are you allowed to go on that's going to bring you back home on Chalamoid? What about giving a haircut to a baby? Uh, we talk about Avelos on Yomtif and Saras, a little bit about the Kohen God on Chalamoid, uh, his haircuts. Uh, but we begin talking about haircuts in the Mishnah that tells us. The exceptions to the rule. Those that are allowed to get a haircut is someone who comes back from Medina Sayam overseas, someone who's released from prison, someone who's released from captivity, someone who is just released from his excommunication, someone who goes to Chacham and now has a heter to get rid of his, his neder to take a haircut, a Nazar, a Metzaira, who becomes Tahar, these are the ones that are allowed to get haircuts. We're not allowed to do laundry on Chalamayid. But if someone comes from overseas or is released from captivity or jail, someone who gets out of a neder or an excommunication, they're allowed to do laundry. Um, you're allowed to wash hand cloths, uh, the bindings of svarim or the, a barber's cape, depending on how you learn this, bath towels, Zavan and Zavis, Nidais and Yailadais, or anyone who becomes Tahar, they're all allowed to do laundry, but otherwise laundry is also in Chalamay. Now the Gemara says, why is it also for people to take haircuts? Well, it's, we learn this from a Mishnah. The Anshe Mishmar, those Kahanim that were working in the base of Mikdash, and their representing city who was outside davening for them, they're also to take haircuts. And to do laundry. On Thursday, they are allowed to. L'chavayit Shabbos. And Rabbi Baruchan explains over there, the reason why these things are ushered to them is because we want the Kahanam to go into the Mishmar looking fine. And if they're allowed to get a haircut a day or two into their Mishmar, then they're not going to get a haircut before their Mishmar. They can push it off. So to encourage them to get, take their haircuts, to do the laundry beforehand, we forbid it during the Mishmar. So, so too on Chalamayid, they have the same concept. You don't want people looking boorish on Chalamayid. So get your haircuts, do your laundry beforehand so you look good going into Yamtiv. Now, if Zaira asks a question, he says, maybe I can find an exception to this rule. If someone is really busy on Erev Yamtiv, he lost something and he spends the whole day searching for it. So he was an Oynes, right? So Because he had no time to take a haircut. So would he be allowed to take a haircut on Chalamayid? Or, since there's no intrinsic proof that he couldn't have done this on Erev Yamtif, by what he's doing now, it just looks like he's taking a regular haircut on Chalamayid. Maybe we should still answer him. Abayah says we can't start making differentiations. There was uh, a minog in the olden days to put designs on the matzah. He's like floral uh, pictures or letters. Um, but Chacham answered it because while they're busy making it look all pretty, the bottom matzahs in the, in the pile might be getting chametz. However, the Chevra of Baisas came up with a way of imprinting the pictures on very quickly. But the Chachamim said, even though you can do it quickly now using these Baisas imprints, don't do it because it looks exactly the same and we can't start splitting here. So, so too, just because this guy was unable to take a haircut on Erev Yomtev because he was looking for his Aveda, we can't split hairs and allow him to take a haircut this one time on Cholomite because you can't tell. It looks exactly the same at the end of the day.
Flag de Gemara. Wait, if you can't tell the difference, then it's Aser. We learned that if someone has only one set of clothing, he's allowed to wash on Cholomoyed. Aye. Why is he allowed to do laundry? Who cares how many sets of clothing he has? It looks exactly the same as anyone else doing laundry. The Gemara says, actually, it does look different. His belt is going to prove that this is his only set of clothing. Either he puts his belt aside so it doesn't get ruined, or he uses his belt to hold up his undergarments while his cloak is being washed, so you can tell that this is his only set of clothing, so we know that this is not a typical scenario of a guy just randomly doing laundry in Cholomite. Rav Ashi asks a question about a an uman, let's say a barber, Ashi says. So everyone is going to him on Erev Yomtev. Everyone knows what his schedule looks like. And if he has an Aveda lost on Erev Yomtev, so he was busy the whole Yomtev, and everyone knows that he was busy in Erev Yomtev, he didn't have time to take a haircut. Can he take a haircut on Cholamayid? Well, everyone knows since he he's like the town barber. Everyone knows what he was up to. So it's Muchacha Milsa that he wasn't able to do it before Yomtev. Or maybe do you say that, look... This haircut that he's taking on Cholomoyed is just like any other haircut. And uh, you can't split hairs. And the Gemara over here answers with, I take you. Next, our Mishnah told us that if someone shows up from overseas, he's allowed to take a haircut and do laundry. So our Gemara tells us that this statement cannot fit with Rebbe Yehuda's Shita, who holds that if someone comes from overseas, he's not allowed to take a haircut because he wasn't allowed to leave in the first place. You shouldn't have gone on a trip that would have brought you back on Cholamayid. Therefore, you're not allowed to take a haircut when you land. Now, Rova makes a statement about this machlekes. You see, Rav Yehuda is arguing with our Mishnah. Rav Yehuda says, no haircuts when you land. Our Mishnah says, you can. Rava says, everyone actually agrees that if you went on a pleasure trip and your cruise comes back on Cholamayid, that it's usher to take a hair- haircut when you land. But everyone would also agree that if you went out to do business and you land, come back on Cholomite, then it would be mutter. You didn't just go out for some leisure. The machlekes is when you went out to make more money, not to just make enough money to put food on the table. If Yehuda says, that's just like going on a spatzir, on a tiyul for a trip, and then, accordingly, you would not be allowed to take a haircut when you come back. And our mission holds, that's, like, that's just like getting food. So when you come back, you can take a haircut. Now, Gemara says that Rava's statement here about the Machlekas does not fit with Rebbe's statement about the Machlekas. Rebbe, Yehuda, Rebbe says that I agree with Rebbe Yehuda when the person leaves without permission. And I agree with the Chachamim when the person go, leaves on this trip with permission. So what does permission mean? What does Rebbe say when he, when he refers to Rishus? When you go on a trip with Rishus? Well, it can't be that he went on a, on a pleasure trip, because everyone agrees that's Asr. It can't be that he went for food, everyone agrees that's Mutter. Ella, Rebbe agrees with Rebbe Yehuda that it's Mutter when he's going out to make an extra profit. Now in the Seifa we said, right, Rebbe said that he agrees with the Chachamim when he leaves on this trip with Rishos. So again, what's this Rishos here? It can't be to make ends meet, because everyone agrees that it's Mutter to go out to get food for Yamtif. Elamai, he went out to make money. The problem is that when he's going out to make money, we just infer that Rebbe would say, like Rebbe Yehuda, that when you're going to make extra money, you cannot come back and take a haircut. Rather, the Gemara explains our diak a little different. We didn't make the right inference. Rebbe was saying that 
The Rabbanon would appreciate Rav Yehuda's psak not to take a haircut when he went on a trip. Because the Chachamim, just for leisure, because the Chachamim only argued when he went out to make extra money. But they would agree on just a tiul, that, that you shouldn't come back, take a haircut after a cruise. And Rabbi Yehuda would appreciate the Rabbanon's psak, not that you can take a haircut on Chalamoid when he went out on a tiul. I'm sorry, when he went out to make money, when he went out to make ends meet, Rabbi Yehuda would understand the Rabbanon that you are allowed to take a haircut when you just went out to make mezainus. He was only arguing that you can't take a haircut if you went to make excessive cash. But Rabbi Yehuda would agree that to make beer necessities, you would be allowed to take a haircut when you come back from this trip, this business trip. Now we talk about babies getting haircuts. Shmuel tells us that if a baby is born on Cholamod, you're allowed to give him a haircut, you know, if he's a hairy baby, because he was imprisoned. He was imprisoned in his mother's womb. But this tells me that only if he's born on Cholamod is he allowed to get a haircut. If he was born before Yomtif, then you can't give him the haircut on Cholamod. Okay, so far so good. Now Rav Pinchas comes in and he says that anything, any scenario that's much to get a haircut on Cholamod, you would also allow to take a haircut during Avelis. So Cholamod and Avelis are parallel in their Hilchas haircuts. It's also to take a haircut on Cholamod, it's also to take a haircut during Avelis. Wait, if it's a perfect parallel, then it sounds like a katan. If a katan is born before Yom Tif, he cannot get a haircut on Cholamod, which would sound like the katan would also not be allowed to get a haircut midian Avelis. But katanim are not chayv in Avelis. We know that we only tear the clothing of a cotton to stir the emotions of the people around at the Leviah to make them cry for Kavad Ames. But they're not chayv in Avelis. Ravashi says it doesn't mean that it's 100% everything that's Osir on Cholomite is Osir by Avelis. It means by everyone else, not Katanim, who can't get a haircut on Cholomite, they would not be allowed to get a haircut during Avelis. Now, Amemar or Rev Shishabri the Rav say that this Maimur of Shmuel about Katanim getting a Cholamoid is a little different. They say that a Katan is allowed to take a haircut on a Cholamoid whether it was born on Cholamoid or before. This is assuming that he couldn't get his haircut before Yom Tif, so he's allowed to do it on Cholamoid. So now Rav Pinchas brings in that saw, which compares it to Avelos and says that that's Mama Sharia. Everything that applies to Cholamoid applies to Avelos. It's also to get a haircut on Cholamoid. It's also to get a haircut during Avelos. But you see that a katan is different because a katan can get a haircut on Cholamoid. And a katan is not chayv in Avelis. Ravashi says that's not a perfect raya because it wasn't saying that everything is a perfect parallel. It's saying that the adults are allowed to get a haircut on Cholamoid or usr to get a haircut on Cholamoid the same way they are usr during Avelis. Now the Gemara says it's usr to, to, to engage in any Avelis on Yom Tif, because of the Pasuk, V'samachto Bechagecho. There's a simcha of the Rabbim, which is going to push away the Avelos that you went into Yom Tif with. A guy has a, an Avelos, the Yochid, going into Yom Tif, but now there's a simcha the Rabbim that will overtake that. So if the Avelos begins on Yom Tif, so too it, w- it will not be able to overpower an Asay the Rabbim. Although, Halach said there are elements of Avelos that you could do B'tzina. Speak to your L-O-R. Now the Gemara asks, are we allowed to put people in Cherem on Cholomboid? Well, Rebbeisif says, let's see, we have a, a Bryce that tells us that Bezdin is in full force, full effect on Cholomboid. They 
than lives and makos and money if the person who is called the defendant doesn't show up to court then we're allowed to put him in khairim so uh, we would definitely al- be allowed to hang on to an old khairim if we're allowed to institute a new one on Khalabad. Abai says maybe not Maybe Bezdin doesn't actually paskin on Cholamite. Maybe they just investigate the din. Because otherwise, if they are done dine nefashas, they would have to kill someone on Cholamite. But that would destroy their Simcha Semtif. Besides for his Simcha Semtif, the Bezdin has to fast. Sanhedrin fasts on the day that they have to sentence someone to death. The Pasuk says, Rather, Bezdin is only able to be ma'ayan in din. And this is not a raya that they're allowed to put someone in so they tell Avaye, yeah, but if he's going to say that, then they're going to be pushing off the din the whole day because they're going to show up in the morning. They're going to be looking into the din. Then they're going to go and enjoy their Yom Tev Suda, the Cholomayt Suda. Then they're going to come back in late at night, or b- before nightfall. And then they'll paskin right before nightfall and then kill him after. Or maybe they're only allowed to kill him before Shkia. But they're going to stretch it out the whole day. This way, the Bezdin doesn't have to fast. They would be ma'ayin in the morning, they would paskin at night, and if the guy doesn't show up, they would taka put him in khairim. Comes along Abaye, I we learned, umenuda, shehetiru loy chachamim. It sounds like that the chachamim matured every nidoy, every excommunication on Yamtif. There's no nidoy on Yamtif. You bring me a raya that they could put someone into nidoy on Cholamhoid. Rava says it doesn't mean that they will matter every nidway. He said there was specific cases where the Chachamim can take up one person out of everyone else. If this one guy came in front of Bezdin and he and he he showed his remorse and they let him out of his excommunication. But standard nidway goes straight through Yamtif. Now the last thing on, in, on the daf, the Gemara asks, what's the deal with Mitsoira on Yamtif? Is he allowed back into the camp for Yamtif? It's not Kashmak out there. Well, the Bryce says that in Nazar and Matsaira, and we learned in our Mishnah, that Mitumasai Litaharasai. They're allowed to take haircuts, they're allowed to do laundry. But while they're still Tomei, and they didn't go Litaharasai, then they're still Matsaira, they still have to stay outside. Look, Mara says that's not such a riot. Maybe that, that when our Mishnah says Mitumasai Litaharasai, that's a loimi boy. When he's Tomei, he's off the hook, he's allowed back into the camp. But maybe when he becomes Tahar on Cholamoid, we run into complications because on the day that he becomes Tahar, he has to bring a Korban Yachid. And you're not allowed to bring Korban Yachid until the end of Yamtiv. Until after Yamtiv. So maybe we're not, we won't be Metahar him on Cholamoid. Kamash Malan. That when, whether he's Tame or whether he's Tahar, whether he's just becoming Tahar, he's allowed back in. He'll bring his Korbanus later. Now, Rav says, when the Pesach says Vatsarua, that includes even the Koyin Gadol who has Tsaras. The problem is that the Koyin Gadol is considered to be in Yomtif mode all year round. We see this in the Mishnah. that says that the Koyin Gadol, even when he's an Oyin, the first day after one of his seven close relatives passes away, he's allowed to bring Karbanas. He's just not allowed to eat. You see that even though a person is, is in the middle of a Yomtif, he's still Noyeg Tsaras. And he's, he has to stay out of the camp. And he can't take care of Only the day that he becomes tar, he'll be allowed to come back in and we'll still let him be tar even though he can't bring his carbonus yet. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.